In all my 20 years of working with fashion brands, creative agencies, retail stores, and working on some of the most prominent collaborations of all time, you know what the most stressful thing I've ever done is? Trying to start a podcast. No, seriously, trying to get a podcast off the ground is like advanced mathematics. It's a tangled web of codes, confusing links, and algorithms. That is until the day I discovered Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. A, it is free. B, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your smartphone or computer. C, Anchor will take care of distributing your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else people listen to shows. And last but not least, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Thank you, Anchor. No, really, thank you. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Beast and Hype Radio. I am Jeff Staple, and this is The Business of Hype, a show about creative entrepreneurs, brand builders, innovators, and the realities behind the dreams they've built. Today's episode is brought to you by the good people at New Balance. They just dropped the latest evolution to the classic 997 franchise, and it's simply called the 997H. It's an instant classic. And my favorite colorway, it's gotta be the energy red, but it's pretty hard to choose just one. It's out right now, it comes in multiple dope colorways, and it's available all over the world at better New Balance retailers. Much like what we do here at The Business of Hype, New Balance is all about supporting the fearlessly independent. Whether it's the athletes they serve or the creatives they've collaborated with, like myself, New Balance has been celebrating entrepreneurship since 1906. And this week's entrepreneur is no different. A rejecter of convention, this man is the very definition of what it means to be fearlessly independent. It's hard to pinpoint every single thing he does. He's a self-proclaimed icon living. A rapper, actor, model, designer, environmentalist. The kid is literally a jack of all trades. But one thing is for sure, he's fearless and he's independent. I am proud to have on the show for this week, in a special live recording, the one and only Mr. Jaden Smith. We are going to bring out our guest, which coincidentally also requires no introduction whatsoever. He probably manifests the, the slash generation to a T as he slowly makes his way up. Everyone give a round of applause to Jaden Smith. What up, man? Hello, everybody. How are you? Are these? Is this rose for the whole crowd? Yes, I brought this because I just wanted to spread love to everybody. Okay. Yeah. Let me adjust your mic here, just so. Oh, okay. There we go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's better. Okay. Hello, everybody. <laughs> so, um, I want to get started first with uh, your dad just made the rounds on social media. Yes. With a yes. Where he was just like, he just. Yeah, he just he just went in. He on went you. hard. He went really hard. That's 
that's his way of uh, congratulating me for 100 million streams. Yeah. So I really like, oh, oh thank you. Yeah, thank you. thank you. That's no small feat, man. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, no, but he's been really enjoying himself on social media. Yeah, he's, he's really been going it. hard. He owns Instagram. He took it by right storm. Now. He just said, this is going to be mine. He's not stopping anytime soon. He shoots stuff every single day. So I really like it because you kind of get to see the aspect that we get to see just living with him because he's really like the funniest person ever and he's constantly making jokes right. and he really didn't have an outlet before to on a <laughs> daily basis like express his jokes yeah so yeah that's been that's been really good for him but uh, you know i gotta say instagram as we know is not a new thing yeah no it's not new at all <laughs> it's just new for him dad yeah and he's like yo should i get on this platform yeah now? like yo this is so new and so cool and i'm like <laughs> did you have no, any influence on him not. signing up for it um, no, I, I mean, I guess he kind of saw like me and my sister like really striving on Instagram and having a good time. And my mom got caught up in Instagram for a little bit, but then she just cut it out immediately because it got too real for her. Yeah. And then um, he just decided, you know, I, he wanted to do that. He was starting his YouTube channel and he just wanted to get more socially active. And, you know, I think it's great. It's really it's entertaining for me. <laughs> Yeah. It's hilarious for me. Right. Like I think because of his obviously Hollywood film background. Totally. He makes movies on Instagram. You, you don't you don't even yeah. you don't even get it. <laughs> He's going so hard, he plans stuff every single day. Word. All right, so you you encompass so many different facets of what we call pop culture today, right? Film, acting, uh, fashion interests obviously, modeling and music now of course, very successfully. Which one did you get into first, like chronologically? Was it acting? Um, I want to say I got into fashion first because I've been wearing clothes for a <laughs> really long time. Di um, diapers. Yeah, in totally. The I yeah. always would look at my diapers and be like, this, this could be this better. This could be, this could be doper. <laughs> no, but um, film. Film is what I got into first at a very young age, and I was always interested more so in like directing and how the camera worked than I was interested in being in front of the camera because... I felt like you could really tell the story and have more creative control from being behind the camera. So that's why, you know, with my album, I like I wanted to direct all of the music videos because, you know, like even with the Icon music video, like it doesn't cut for like the first minute of the video. And like, uh -huh. I always wanted a music video that just held one shot and just let the artist just perform. And it's like, we're not going to cut. You're just going to have to stare going, at me because yeah. I'm so serious about this. I'm, I'm not going to hide behind flash, 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 cut, 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 right. cut to no, no, no. It's just it's just going to be this. You have to look at me in the eyes. I'm just going to wrap this at wow. you, you yeah, know, yeah. like so I feel like being behind the camera, you have more creative control, but I obviously love being in front of the camera and, and acting as well. Yeah. Talk to us about like, let's just say we're all Hollywood noobs here and uh -huh. it's like Hollywood 101. Totally. How does it work? Like. Is it you have an idea and you want to get it out there and you talk to the right people or people more so pitching you ideas on what to do? People come to you and they're people like, come to you. yeah, okay. pe people come to you and they're like, hey, we think that you should do this. Okay. You know, we think it would be cool to see you like this. The world wants to see you doing this. Okay. And that's why I say you have more creative control when you're behind the camera because if the right director and the right producer come to you, it's like it's kind of like a no-brainer for you to do it even if it's like not if you want to make a space movie but they're like the world wants to see you in a western right now they don't want to see you in space it's like oh, okay cool so i guess i'm going to make this western opposed to where if you were the director you could pitch the space movie and if you got the backing especially like even looking at what my dad's doing on instagram you don't need you don't need a studio anymore because of instagram because of social media because of youtube you don't need a studio you can just 
you know, self-funded yeah, and just yourself. put it together. It's really right. easy to get the cameras that people use to make movies now. Right. Because of YouTube and so many different, like YouTube stars using it and social media stars using it. It's brought the price of those cameras that make a movie a movie. Yeah down by a lot. So if right. you know story design, if you know how to make a story and you know how to tell it and shoot it in a proper way, you can make a movie for yourself. Especially because a lot of people can't sit in the theater for two hours anymore. Yeah. That's why Netflix is so pop and that's why all these different things are so cool. So you can make like a 30 minute movie and you could be a star from that if, if you got into the right places. Right. There's really no excuses anymore. The resources needed to build your brand, record a song, publish a magazine, or in Jaden's case, shoot a movie, are endless today. The tools these days are just so readily available. There really is no excuse for not even trying. But even with all these tools, what you absolutely do need is a great idea. Jaden may have disposable resources in front of him, sure. A couple of legs up from the everyday listener, but what he fully believes is that there's an opportunity for everyone. Just think of how you're listening to this very podcast. Is it on a phone or your laptop or maybe while running on a treadmill? These award-winning campaigns and even movies now are shot on a phone and edited on a laptop. Technology has put the onus on you, me, and everyone in this world to be able to make almost any idea come to life. It's what makes today's creators unique. It's part of society now, the maker culture society you'd be surprised at how many professionals are actually self-taught, like yours truly. They may not be masters from a traditional classroom point of view, but they come from the school of experience, exposure, and persistence, which, in my opinion, is the hardest school you could ever attend. So are you very selective about the, the scripts that you pick up and actually do? I'm not, I'm not selective about the scripts that I'll pick up and like read, but I'm very selective about what I'll actually be in, okay. you know? Because, you know, people come at me all the time and they sometimes they want me to be in music videos or sometimes, or, or different things or different films that I feel like don't necessarily go with what I'm trying to do at the moment. Yeah. And sometimes it just, you know, you have to let those things go. You have to stay with your creative integrity. Right. You know? Okay, so when you pick up a, when you decide to do a role. Yes. How do you train for it physically, mentally, spiritually? How do you get into that character? Well, it really depends on what character it is. Yeah. If you're playing a gamer, you have to really, you just got to strap up, get your Call of Duty going, get your Xbox Live going, <laughs> and just stay in your house. Okay. And just eat and just, just stay. Just and that, no, that's all you do. Yeah. If that's what your character is. Right. But, you know, my last film, I'm a track runner. Uh -huh. So that means you go and you get on the track and you run yeah. and you become a track star. Okay. And then you shoot the movie. Right. You know, for a karate kid, it's like you're a martial artist. That means you go, you live in China for four months, you train with the Jackie Chan stunt team, and then you make the movie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay, train with Jackie Chan. Yeah, like it, it, it depends on what what it is. If you're playing a poet, you go, you read Shakespeare, you read literature, you write poems, yeah. and then you get ready for the movie. You know, that's that's how you, it just depends on what you're doing. Okay, if so I gotta find out. How did you train for Neo Yokio? For Neo Yokio. <laughs> how did I you just, train to be cast? I, I went. I sat in my room, I watched Netflix, watched as many animes as I could, <laughs> as many <laughs> Miyazaki films as I could, yeah. and then I just kind of tried to grasp the culture of anime and really sitting with Ezra, with something like that, where it's like, we're creating something totally different and it's not live action. Yeah. You kind of have to sit with the creator and 
pick their brain. Like, what what is this? What right. you know? How how can I dive deeper into this? What does this character want? What's their character's past? Like, something that people don't realize about acting is like, it doesn't really matter to the actor what's happening in the actual scene what led the character to act the way that they're acting now? How did they grow up? It's like the actor has to know all the things that the audience doesn't know and will never know. And the director might not even know about the character. Right, because you built this whole world. Who was the character's first girlfriend? Even if the the character is 25 years old, you have to know the name and the eye color of your first girlfriend because that comes through when you're in your eyes and you're talking yeah. about something else, but that still pain that you feel or that twitch that you might give in the middle of the scene from feeling that pain of that first girlfriend that you lost that is not in the script, yeah. that no one ever knows no about. You That's it. what really comes through on the, on the screen, dope. you know? So you have to know those things. I mean, I, I was a huge fan of Neo Yokio, yeah. right? But I'm just thinking like it was so genius after the fact, but I gotta imagine that the pitch deck for that was like it was madness, insane. like insane. Like it was are you insane, crazy. No, it was so wild, and that's why I was like, you I'm definitely right making this. Oh, you, you yeah, I was like, like yeah, I'm definitely gonna do this. Okay, because I knew that it was gonna be something very revolutionary, and that if it did go through, that you know, people people might like it, and just the hopes that somebody might enjoy it or take something away from it. It's like that's the whole reason that we do it. Right, that's amazing. All right, so let's shift gears to fashion now. Okay. So you said you've been into fashion since diaper age. Yes. But when, but when did you really think like I want to do my own shit? Um. Because oh, can I tell the backstory that we okay. discussed backstage? Yeah, 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 sure. So I was searching through old emails to like reply to his email and and like your dude's email, right? Turns out y'all sent me an email in 2012. Yes. So that's six years ago. Yes. Being like, yo. I got a brand and I want to do a pop-up shop in New York City. Literally. That, that came yeah, up, that like literally six happened. six years ago. It's crazy. So how old were you six years ago? Oh man, 13? I guess like 12, 13, yeah, literally like. <laughs> okay, so you're 12, yeah. 13, so I started, and you were trying to do a pop-up yeah, shop. Yeah, I was, yeah, yeah, I was like 12 and we hit you up because we were trying to do a pop-up shop in New York because I just wanted to innovate. I didn't know what I wanted to innovate, but I just wanted to do something new. I wanted to have a fashion brand like for the youth, like made by the youth and we did, you know what I'm saying, we still do, even though we've gotten older and we've kind of evolved the way that we do things. But yeah. when I was young, I just, I really wanted to have clothes that no one else had. It all started with the discovery of drop, drop crotch pants. Okay. And realizing, oh, they don't make them in black. Uh-huh. And that's when I was like, wow, they don't make black drop crotch pants? That makes no sense. So then I was like, all right, let's just make drop crotch pants for ourselves. Let's just right. be like the cool kids crew and like, let's just have clothes that no one else has. Yeah. And then we were like, well, that's kind of sus. You should give those clothes to other people if they like really want to buy it. If they want it, like you should make it for other people. We're like, okay, cool. Like we'll just make the clothes for other people. But we made it for ourselves. But we'll just make it for other people if they really want to buy it. And they did. So yeah. it kind of just begin to evolve. And they're like, these pants are dope, but you should have a logo and you should make shirts and hoodies. And like the fans kind of told us what we needed to do. Right. The fans were like, yo, we should do this and we should do this. And then they started making hoodies on their own, being like, yo, you should make hoodies like this. And then we were like, then we started to find our first designers. We were like, oh, okay. We're gonna start hiring our fans to come and work with us. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how you found your That's designer. how we found our main designer, which is Momo right now, he's back in LA. We found him, he was in Sweden, like throwing like misfits events and things, like on behalf of our brand. So we're like, this is the person that we wanna be involved in our brand. They really care and they're doing more than we are. So they might as we might as well give this like 15 year old a job and like have them be like a real deal designer at a super young age. So that's, that's what we did. Um, I think from our generation, that's called a bootlegger. Yeah. <laughs> You hired a bootlegger. You yeah, hired like yeah. the best bootlegger. No, because 
they were doing things that was doper than what we were doing at the time, you yeah. know, because our head wasn't fully there on the fashion. So, you know, that's that's what we did. And we reached out into the culture of the people that were actually liking the clothes. And we we're like, yo, we want we want you to work with us. We want to give you an opportunity if you're really, you know, we just wanted to reach out and give somebody an opportunity. And that was even back then that was called Misfits. Yes. yes. So it's the same name today. Same name today. That's Misfits. Dope. Yeah, because that's. That's just how we've always felt, you know, like nobody really um, felt like they ever like could just rock with us or like understand the things that we would talk about because we were always talking about like changing the educational system and evolving science through the youth and all of these different things. So we were like, yo, and then somebody else, like we, we, everybody told us what we should do. They're like, your brand should be called Misfits because no one gets you guys. You, you don't make sense and no one understands like what you're trying to push and what you're trying right. to do. So you should call yourself Misfits and we were like, that's the only way people will understand. Yeah. And then we were like, oh, okay, cool. Like, we'll just run with that. And then that's what we've been doing just Word. ever since. Listening, it's so important. It doesn't matter at what phase your brand or company is currently at or what specific role you play. There should never be a moment where you stop listening. And even a step beyond that, you should always be active with what you're listening to. Connect the dots. A random person you meet today may just be the person you need in six months. An off-the-cuff conversation you have in a casual setting may be a clue to an insight you'll need for your next campaign or collection. Just as Jaden broke down for us, actively listening can help build your network and shape the direction you might want to go to. Whether it's the profession they identify with or a talent you recognize they have, there's always something someone can bring to the table. Because face it, there comes a point where you can't do absolutely everything, especially if you continue to grow. Connect the dots with the people that you're interested in, because other than yourself, these are the ones who will help pave your future. So from a fashion standpoint, you got a dope fit on, but like, oh, thank you. where do you start? Like, when you get dressed in the morning, like we start from the shoes and then we build our way up. Uh -huh. Do you do the same thing or you're like, you start more with the, the top going down? Well. Um, I guess you could say I kind of start with the shoes too, but it just, it's a little different for me because I wear the same shoes every day. You so, wear these shoes? Yeah, these, I've been wearing these shoes for like four or five months are straight. These, no, these are Louis Vuitton men's, right? Yes. No, these are Louis Vuitton female shoes. Oh, really? Yeah. And I've been wearing these for like five or six months. I can't really think about like different shoes. I have I have these same shoes in like different colors or I have like this one pair of New Balance shoes I wear every day too. And I, I just switch off. Um, and then I wear the same clothes every day too. Okay. So I've been wearing this outfit for like a few weeks. That's dope, I love yeah. that. You're like the new Steve Jobs. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> when, you, um, when you create like, a f like working on a film versus music versus fashion, is the creative process exactly the same or is it like different for each one? The creative process for the fashion and the music is really the same because it's like what do I want to inform? Okay. Like what do, what message am I trying to get across? Okay. The creative process for films as an actor, you're a pawn. And like you get to choose like how you want to play this specific character but you're playing a specific character. Yeah. You know, and if you're not the director, 
then the director is directing you. That's their job, right, right. you know? And you, you're you there to mold into the character, yeah. you know, that that you've chosen to mold into. Right. You know, so you can, even if that aligns with your vision, you're still molding for something. You can't be like, oh, I want to change this or I want to do this. You can sometimes if you feel like it's the best thing for the film and the best thing for the character. Yeah. But you can't just do it because you feel like it, opposed to... I can print vision like 10 times on my body because I feel like it. Yeah, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not molding to a specific character. It's like I want to print vision on myself because that's, that's what I want to promote. It, what you want to promote doesn't get to come through with film or music. It's like I, you, get to, you get to control it. It's yours. Yeah. It's fully yours. So, you know, with the music and, and, and uh, with the fashion, it, it's, it's fully yours to mold and to create. So, so that's why I feel like it's a lot easier. Would I, am I safe to assume that? That modeling is like the most pawn of that whole thing? Uh, no, because... You actually get more control when you model? You get a little bit more control when you model because it's only one day. Okay. It's like one day opposed to four months. Yeah. So on one day of modeling, you could be like, no, we got, we got to do it like this. I don't want to do this. We got to do it like this. And they're like, well, no, that doesn't work. Well, it's like, but you only have one day. So I have all the time in the world. You have to figure it out. You have one day, opposed to you having to be on set with people every day for four months. You're like, I don't want to piss these people off. You know, I don't want to keep going through these arguments every day. Opposed to you're shooting for one day. It's like, yeah. yo, let's do it like this and let's figure it out because at the end of the day, they're using you. They're saying Jaden Smith is modeling this. Right. You know, in in a film, it's like, no, 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 you're not Jaden Smith. You're this. You don't have to say you're you're not Jaden. Yeah. You're, 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 playing this, you're, you're, you're playing this character. You're this character. Yeah. Opposed to with modeling, it's like, no, this is my brand. People are going to reflect on me when they see this. That makes sense. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? It's so, so people understand. They're like, I'm like, you didn't pay for me to be someone else. You paid for me to be me. Right. And if I'm not being me, my fans are going to see that I'm not being me, and they're not going to buy whatever you're selling. Right. So and you got four hours left. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so, so it's on you. You right, know what right, I mean? Right. Like, literally. Clock's ticking. 100%. Um, you've cited Kanye as being, like, a hugely influential person totally. in your life 100%. and I think what I want to sort of portray about that is the fact that you know you do many different things right? we talked about all these different subjects but what tends to happen and I think this was really clear pre Kanye was that if you do all these different things the assumption is that you can't do any of them really well and Kanye mentioned this early on like that when he wanted to do fashion people like you are a rapper who wants to do fashion therefore your fashion will be whack yeah right but I think what Kanye did was probably break that mold a little bit. I feel that. So do you feel like now you have any of those hurdles still? Like where when you want to work on a different project, people are like, oh, he's that dude. And so like, you know, don't give you the benefit of doubt. Or do you really feel like people are very open-minded to everything now? You know, because of the chance of people being like, oh, this dude, whatever, I, I usually just do things in-house, and I usually try not to reach out to people so much to say, hey, you know, this, that, and the third, because yeah. it, it kind of works better if you can kind of do it in-house. But I do feel like just people's perspective out in the world, they do think like, oh, you can't do this, or you can't do that, you're just this, or you're just that. But I feel like people over time have just proven so like again and again and again that you can do multiple things. Like even somebody like Elon Musk, it's like, you're coming from PayPal, now you're gonna make a car. It's like, well, no, yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. And then you're gonna reduce the cost of space travel by 70% and launch things into space and recycle rockets, never been done before. Oh yeah, right. And then you just do it and, and it's like, just, oh, and yeah, it's like, oh, oh, okay. So like, once you do it, it's like, people are like, damn, like, People were like, oh, you're gonna be the Fresh Prince and then you're gonna go and you're gonna go make, like, you're gonna, you're gonna make music and then you're gonna try to go and be the Fresh Prince and then you're gonna try to go and make films. Like, yeah, right, you're just some guy from Philly. You know what I'm saying? But then you do it and then people are like, oh shit, like, damn. 
Yeah. You like, damn, <laughs> you really <Okay>. did that. <laughs> That's why there's a car yeah. rolling around the planet it's, right yeah, now. Literally, right? In space. Because nobody believed them. Yeah, 100%. Um, we spoke about the misfits before and education. You've been very vocal about education in the past. Yes. Um, and about, is criticism too strong of a word? The, your criticism of established education? No, that, I don't think that's too strong of a word. Okay. Yeah. What is your, did you graduate college? Dropped out one semester before graduating. Okay, so you dropped out one semester before. I'm a two-time college dropout. What's your schooling? What's your resume say? I haven't gone to college yet. Okay. You know, I, I, so between I, the three of us, we have no college. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't want to say quit school, right? No, like, no, that's no. Not I, the, I think that's that college is amazing. I think so that what's, college. What's the message? The message that? for me is I feel like schools should push people more so to learn how to build a sustainable life for themselves. I feel like in school, people should be educated in learning how to create a life for themselves so where they can pay bills and they can afford things and they, they know how to go out into the right. world and they don't leave high school and they're like, uh, I don't know what I want to do. Yeah. Like I've been in school for like 12 years and like I just still don't know like where should I go. I feel like the whole purpose of school is helping to bring out of the student like what is your path? Like, oh, you're doing this or you're leaning more towards this and I feel like it should be curated opposed to it just feels like you know like when the industrial revolution began they would have like bells for when it was time to go back to work like it's time to get back on the sewing yeah. machines or it's time like to get just, back on the machine you're just doing this it's just like bells would like tell you when it's time to get back to work for this specific job that you're doing and schools work in the same way it's like you hear the bell and it's time for you to go back into school it's kind of like training people for the industrial revolution of like I'm gonna teach you this math and this and this and this and this so that you can become another number in this corporation or so that I'm just gonna teach you how to read enough so that you can go and you can read the instruction manual of a machine that you're gonna have to operate for the rest of your life inside of some corporation Damn. opposed to I'm going to teach you what you need to be happy, to, to have a family, to love them, how to love yourself, how to create an environment for you and your colleagues and your friends to where you can really experience the highest levels of life and you can feel like you're adding to the world and you're doing something that not anyone could just go in there and just do. You know what I'm saying? You're actually giving something creative that no one else could do, only you, and bringing that specialness out of them. That's what I'm, that's what I'm lacking in schools. And I, I, I also hate just seeing parents saying like, oh, they have to pay so much money for their kids to go to getting schools and, and getting into debt. And it's like, the parents are going into debt. The kids don't have no money. The teachers are in debt. Like, yeah. the teachers are in debt from when they were in school. It's like, how, why? And then you go to certain places in the world, in certain countries where college is just completely free. Right. And why like, is it so messed up here? Why right? is it so messed up over here? So, so that's the stuff that I really think about. And it's like, yo, if I have a like if I have designs and clothes and or if I have some computer programming that I want to make or something, I should be able to do that in school. Yeah. I should be able to make that in school. Or it's like, even my girlfriend should be like, oh, I have to go to school and then I have to go and read this script and I have to do this audition. Well, if you have to read the script, you should be able to read it in school. You should have your teacher there helping you. You're you're reading. Right. You know what I'm saying? But you're also working. It's like schools are always trying to be like, no, you have to do your school over here and then you can go and do your work on top of everything else you have to do. Like, why can't it be integrated? Why can't we have a system where it's like, all right, you have school and then it leads you straight into your passion. Right. We built you right up to help you be the person that you want to be, not the person that we're trying to conform you to be yeah. you know and I feel like then kids would be so much more interested in school right. you know if they could really um, go to school and learn the things they wanted to learn and be able to be like mom look what I made at school today I 3d printed this and granted there are some schools like this yeah. but I just wish like so the majority of me, like yeah. public schools were all like this and designed like this you know you should start a school <laughs> uh, yeah I'm working on it um, so what motivates you 
You know, I mean, kind of what we were talking about motivates me or like fans hitting me up being like, I love what you're doing and I love what Misfits is doing, trying to inspire the youth, but like, I just feel so lost. Like, I don't know what to do in my life. Like, I don't know where I should go or like, I'm a painter, but like, what should I do? And like, people just being uninspired and like not feeling like they can really create. That's what inspires me to just get out there and be like, no, no, don't, don't sink. You can do anything. And it just, it makes me want to create opportunities for people. So like, that's the whole thing with Misfits. I mean, like some kids in Switzerland are doing some dope stuff. You know, let's work with them. Let's give them a job. Like, let's help them. Them. Like there's kids in Brazil that are making dope designs like Austin. There's this kid on Instagram that's making dope like Instagram videos and things like let's work with them. Let's have them run the Misfits Instagram. Like I'm just trying to amass a group of like creative individuals and I'm just trying to evolve the consciousness of humanity and make people just think more so out of the box. And really what inspires me is all the problems in the world. Because Elon Musk saw problems in the world and then he just went out and changed them. Steve Jobs saw problems in the world, went out and changed them. Walt Disney saw things in the world and he was like, ah, this could exist or there's a whole thing that could exist here and then he created that. Right. You know, so what inspires me is being like, you know what? Everybody's drinking plastic bottles, it's polluting the earth. That inspires me because now we can create a solution. Or, you know, there's the Pacific patches in the ocean that are just floating around, turning into microplastics. Fishes are eating them and then we're eating the fish. So we're just eating plastic bottles of water. And I'm like, wow, that really inspires me because no one even knows that that's happening, but that gives me an opportunity to change a problem that no one even knew about. Right. So I, I think the thing that really inspires me is um, problems. Because yeah. without them, if everything is just perfect and everything's perfect but it, it kind of you don't have creatives coming in and like changing things and like you know the fact that Elon Musk like cut space like 70% of the cost he got rid of it in space travel like that was a problem that no one even knew was a problem right. and he fixed it and like that's like yes yes <laughs> well you must be mad inspired now because we got mad we got problems in this yeah, world yeah we got a lot of them <laughs> do you um you know because of your parents right do you feel like you have to, like, your bar of excellence is, like, crazy high. <laughs> like, do you feel the pressure? Yeah, yeah. You do, right? Yeah, <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah I feel like, I, yeah, I do, because I have to. Well, I want to say, I, I think it's natural for kids to want to do better than their parents, for any parent. Like, yeah. my mom and dad sold, like, fortune cookies and soy sauce to Chinese restaurants. Uh -huh. I want to do better than that. Yeah. But, like, your parents are sort of on another level, but do you feel that pressure to, like, do better, too? I do, I do, but someone was talking to us uh, recently about competition and they were like, you can't base yourself off of wanting to do better than someone else because then you're just gonna, as soon as you're better than them, as soon as you beat them by a millisecond, you'll just stop running. Yes. You'll just stop, like, you know what I'm saying? Right, like, I'm done. I'm done, like, yeah. I, I beat you, that's all I wanted to do, opposed to being like, no, do as good as you can do. Uh -huh. Don't just try to do what's better, like, I don't wanna just, you know, be like, oh, I, I, I feel like in my own self, like I got, I did something like past my parents, which that's like, I can't even fathom that. And then I'm just gonna stop. Like, right. if that's my goal, then once I reach it, I'm gonna be like, oh, I got to my goal, like I'm done. Yeah. But that's not my goal. I wanna do better for the whole world, you right. know? I just wanna help the whole world and specifically the youth and people that feel really lost and that they're struggling. I just, I just wanna help in that way of reduction of plastic, of reduction of CO2 emissions, and bringing awareness to youth about the environment because that's the problem that we're gonna have to face in the future. We're gonna have 50 million climate refugees in 2050. So we're gonna have to start addressing those problems right now. There's many cities that have that are just full of liabilities that are below the sea level. 
So as sea levels continue to rise and as the heat continues to rise, we're just gonna have more and more unprecedented problems that we're not even thinking about as a population right now. So what I wanna do in my life is make as much youth aware as those problems as possible. Yeah. Um, and that's my biggest goal. You know, like everybody's sitting in these white chairs and I really love these chairs because they're so minimal and they're designed so well, but they could be made out of recycled plastic. Uh -huh. They could be made out of plastic bottles of water and it would probably take like a few hundred thousand bottles of water to create these chairs. And that's a few hundred thousand bottles of water that wouldn't be in a landfill or that wouldn't be outside of our houses or that wouldn't be in the ocean while I'm in Malibu just trying to like surf. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or that wouldn't end up in the ocean, turn into microplastics. And then when we're eating sushi, we, we're eating that again, you know? And it's like we could turn these chairs, all these bleachers, a lot of the things that are in this space into... Um, products that are made out of, you know, plastic bottles of water, just water bottles, Dasani bottles, any type of, you know, recycled plastic, and it could still be white. It could still look exactly how they yeah. look. So my thing is like, that's what I want to do. Um, but somebody please take my idea and do it because we can't have enough people doing it. You know what I'm saying? There's never going to be enough people recycling and upcycling materials to um, make like you know, like we're, we're making schools, we're building buildings. It's like we could be using trash to make those things, but not actual trash. Like you can mold it into new raw material and, um, and just use that for the infrastructure of the future. Yeah. So that's really what I want to inform people on. Man, that's how you go beyond expectations. And as Jaden puts it, do as good as you can do. I can't imagine the pressure, the level of celebrity his family has, and the media microscope that's put on him. He can be scrutinized with every lane he gets into, but he still finds a way to think and create on his own terms. Forget what's given to you. Part of your foundation is your thinking and worldview. What's great about Jaden is the thinking around how you measure yourself and how you let that be the guide to what you're passionate about. Basing your success, failure, even pure existence on someone else only holds you back. When that time comes when you pass them up, then what? Look for the next person? No. Think about how you and what you're building on can make a greater impact. Be smart about your goals and measure against them because that's where true progression happens. Does that really stress you out? Or yeah, it does done? stress me out. Okay. Yeah, it keeps me up at night. Really? Yeah. Wow. Like it keeps me up. Like does anything for real else up. stress you out besides the that, world's problems? That's at the top of the list. There's <laughs> definitely other things that stress me out, though. Do personal things stress you out too, or you're just like on save per the world? Personal things definitely stress me okay. out. Like when my girlfriend stops talking to me, I'm just like, fuck. Okay. Like, so here you're, you're trying to save the world, use all the plastic, and you got to figure out how to And my girl's talk. getting mad at me, and I'm like, do you not see that the vision, like, I'm not at One Oak Bay. Like, I'm talking at a conference. Like, I, like, I, that, that's the type of stuff that be stressing me out. I, I just wanted to make sure he had real people stressing. No, too. yeah, I do. Okay, cool. I do. <laughs> all right, well, thank you very much, man. No, I want to open it up to audience yeah. Q&A, but thank you. What's up? What's up, party people? What's up, bro? What's poppin'? I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying Joey. this uh, conference. This is royal. And, uh, but I really wanna wanna say something more than a question to Jaden. Um, I've been watching you since you was a kid, musically, and I appreciate your your spirit, your your fight. Cause people really you see. You gotta understand. 
it's almost impossible to be a, a rapper's son and be successful at rapping. And there's been some other rappers' sons that came out that were really, really talented, and everybody was like, yo, you ain't your father, you ain't grow up in the streets of Philly, you ain't grow up poor, you ain't grow up, you ain't a gangster, you ain't a gangbanger like your father was. And so, when I seen your, your latest video, the icon, I was like, fucking right, B. Like, I was just like, nah, oh for God. the culture, because, you know, I know what I know what you up against, man, because they've been shooting everybody down. All the kids of, of legends and greats, they've been like, nah, you ain't from the hood. We ain't fucking with you. And then you started moonwalking in the video and all that shit. Like, <laughs> fuck you, I'm here. And I'm going to win regardless. But I wanted to salute you for that, man. And uh, you, you you making big moves. You, you actually a pioneer at what I just told you about. And it's very hard to be a pioneer in hip hop because hip hop been around 50 years. But what you doing is letting everybody know you could be exactly who you want to be and you don't care and you're going to make a name for yourself. But I appreciate you for that. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That means a lot. That means a lot. Thank you, bro. Good luck to the next guy who's got to ask a question. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm uh, Bryce from The Cool in Seattle, Washington. Um, this is actually just for Jaden. Who has the dreads? Oh, um, my mom has the dreads. Uh, they're in a glass case with a key. Uh, if you ever go to the house, they're there. If you just look right when you walk through the front door. Are you inviting us? Yeah, 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 just an invite. Um, but um, yes, they're in a glass case. I, I said, you know what? This is for you guys. I want, you, I want this piece of me to always be at your guys' house. So I left at my parents' house, and that's where it's at. So every time I go, I just bow a little. <laughs> that was a good question. That was a good question. So my name is Charlton Woodyard. I have a brand called Aviated Thoughts. And here you guys talk, you all are Aviated Thinkers. And Aviated Thinker is someone who, whose thoughts push our existence beyond its actual uh, where it is now to make it a world a better place. Kind of nervous, guys, this is my, my icons and heroes. But my question to you guys is, as aviated thinkers, what is your aviated thought ultimately, if that makes any sense? Like, what is your divine dream purpose? Where do you see what you're doing uh, taking you and the culture ultimately? I think ultimately, where I'm trying to go with the things that I'm thinking. I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of taking away from what you're saying. It's like, what's kind of like our highest vision of the world through our art? What are we really trying to push? Um, and for me, I really just want to push, you know, just unity with everybody. You know, I just really want to push kind of like a one world vision of like a grand unification of all life on earth to where humans can exist synonymous with nature and vice versa. And we can continue. I kind of want to just create a real creative hub, a real creative network of all humanity to where we can use our creativity to kind of help one another on a global scale without having to deal with like big money and without having to deal with so much, you know, um, politics and just being able to just be like, yo, I want to help you. I have this idea and I, and I just want to share with the world and kind of release free patents and free ideas and just say, Hey, like, let's do what's best for everybody. That that's what I would say was, was for me. Hi, you guys. Um, my name is Jordan. Um, I'm from Prime Life Clothing, Chinos, California. Um, we are the 
um, scholarship winners at Agenda, uh, Booth B20. Um, thank you. Um, and my question is for Jaden, but first I wanted to just say uh, you're truly an inspiration. Um, and I just wanted to say keep doing what you do because we need it. The earth needs it. We need you. So Thank you. Uh, my question uh, is regarding to your latest album, Sire. Um, I listen to albums like people read books, and I re really connected to your character. And I just wanted to know where did that character originate? How did that come about? Um, man, that's, that's really interesting. The whole album was kind of inspired by kind of, it was really inspired by the sunset and how I would feel when the sun went down and how I felt like I would know my life's purpose when I was looking at the sunset and how beautiful it was. And then when it fully set, I would just forget and I would forget why I was on the mountain looking at the sunset or I would forget why I thought that it was important to do the things that I was doing. So I was in a kind of a harsh place at that time. So I think the whole album kind of inspired out of like heartbreak and confusion and just trying to get out of it and trying to, trying to get myself out of it and trying to pull a bunch of people with me. Um, but thank you for your kind words. I really appreciate it. But uh, yeah, that, that's what it was all about. Hi, my name is uh, Dean Achnani, and I uh, own a chain of surf and skate shops in uh, Virginia Beach, Virginia. And uh, I uh, am very inspired by the both of you, and through the last 20 years, I've had really wonderful moments that I can remember and the reasons why I did the project. And uh, I'd love to know what your most favorite project, your most meaningful project is up to date and why. Um, I think um, things that are really meaningful to me are like doing this and being able to sit in a room full of creatives and people that I look up to and talk about, you know, creativity and art and about the future. That's something that really means a lot to me. But the thing that I feel most passionate about in my life would be, um, I think, Just Water, um, which is a water bottle company that we started like six years ago and it has like fully sustainable packaging so it's 82 percent made out of renewable resources and the cap is made out of plant-based plastic and that's something that i've wanted to create um for a very long time and i've always wanted it to be in whole foods and we got into whole foods and i've always wanted to collab with elon musk and there's a few uh, places in new york where they are doing a showing of teslas and they have only just water there so i feel really really passionate about those types of things and um, I would say that's the thing that is the most meaningful for me uh, right now in my life. So this question is for Jaden. I just want to say I love how relatable you are and how real you are. So lastly, if you can leave us with one takeaway, because I want to make sure I'm doing my part to make the world a better place. And so if I can feed the people that I come in contact with, what would you leave for our takeaway just to make the world a better place? I would say um, the most powerful thing that you can do on a daily basis that is, is really, really difficult, but it really comes down to being simple if you can get past the mental constructs that we have about it. I would say the easiest way to facilitate creativity and to help make the world a better place is something as simple as taking a deep breath and looking at somebody else and being like, hey, I love you. I think that you're a powerful being and I think that you can 
do whatever you want to do in this world and if I can in any way that doesn't interfere with my life, I would love to help you do what you can do in the world. Spreading that throughout a group of people, I feel like is the fastest way to get to change of positive and creative change of just saying, hey, whether you, however you do it, you give somebody a meal on the side of the street, give them money on the side of the street, sit and talk to somebody at the bus stop, whatever it is, but just spreading love to random people for no reason because you don't know what they're going through. Hey, thanks for listening to this special live episode with the fearlessly independent Jaden Smith. As always, you can find out more about the show and listen to other episodes at hypebeast.com slash radio. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. I personally use Anchor FM. Also, leave a comment and tell us what you think. Give us a rating and tell a friend about the show. It definitely helps out a lot. You can also reach out to me on Twitter. I'm at Jeff Staple, and we do occasionally answer listener questions on the show. So if you have one, shoot it over to questions at businessofhype.com. The Business of Hype is created in collaboration with Bright Young Things. You should check out their work at byt.nyc. Our director is Daniel Nevetta. Our audio engineer is David Rogers Berry. Our associate producers are Sydney Pacumpera and Christina Hong. And this episode was recorded at Sibling Rivalry Studio and on location at Assembly in Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm Jeff Staple, and you've been listening to The Business of Hype on Hypebeast Radio.